Well, hello and welcome to episode 174 of The Cool Room. Uh, I'm your host, David Griffiths, really looking forward to today's episode, which is the second of our Good Beer Week super specials. Uh, Go back and check out the last one, particularly if you enjoy this episode. We're doing our best to talk to as many of our old friends from the Victorian brewing scene about the events they've got coming up for the 2023 uh, Good Beer Week season. Um, This time round, we've got some of our most loyal breweries in terms of repeat offenders on coming onto the podcast. We've got Steve from Tallboy and Moose, we have Burnley, we have co-conspirators, and we have Blackmans. Uh, And as anyone who is familiar with those breweries and our podcast with them, uh, there's always some great uh, yarns and some great stories and they certainly have some great beers and events lined up for Good Beer Week, which we'll be able to chat about as the day goes on. Um, I am super excited today because today is the day that we officially launched our collaboration black box with Carwin Sellers. Uh, Make sure you jump onto our Shopify and grab yourself one of those packs. 12 amazing beers from 12 of Australia's best breweries, big, full-on beers, which we're going to be able to podcast with the brewers about in July. Uh, but by the time we get to July, those packs are almost certain to be sold out. So if you want to get those packs, have the beers with you so that you can participate in four online Meet the Brewers with us. Now's the time to go and grab them from our Shopify. They're also available through Carwin Sellers uh, online store. Make sure you grab them very much uh, beers that you won't find anywhere else. Uh, in terms of other things that you won't find anywhere else, I just wanted to give a quick couple of shout-outs to things that I've enjoyed lately. Uh, as those of you that follow us on Facebook or Instagram would have seen, a little trip over to Hop Nation uh, last weekend and were able to be there for the tasting of their dog beer endorsed by Lionel, the English setter, one of my dogs. Uh, he very much enjoyed his time there. And um, it had been a while since I'd been over to Hop Nation, so really enjoyed the opportunity to go over and taste some of their beers super fresh on tap. Uh, and in terms of other good beer events coming up, um, a shout-out to our friends up at Mooney Ponds Bowls Club. Yes, a different bowls club from Flemington, Kensington. Uh, this coming weekend, they've got a special uh, good booze-type weekend and um, all sorts of breweries, distilleries, wineries, uh, and the opportunity to play some lawn bowls alongside all of that. Really hope you get the chance to be uh, to be part of that. If you're in the area... Duck down and say hello to them. Say that the cool room sent you, and that will give you absolutely no discount whatsoever. But it's nice of, for them to know that we care. Um, look, we care about so many things, and a couple of other parts that I have to share that we have three online Meet the Brewers coming up uh, with your mates, with Urban Alley and with Bacchus, tasting packs for home delivery for all of those events uh, now live on our Shopify. And we have two great live events coming up. We have the Hair of the Dog Breakfast at Bitter Luxe. You're going to hear plenty about that in this episode. And then a few days later, uh, in a huge coup, we have the only event uh, live in Melbourne with Sierra Nevada. Uh, Steve Grossman, the brewery ambassador, is going to be in Melbourne, going to join me at Beer Deluxe. Only $30 to get in the door. I think I'm right in saying check out Beer Deluxe's ticketing page for details of how to get that Uh 
it's just going to be amazing. There's going to be limited tickets, and the tickets are already selling fast. So... As Molly Meldrum would say, do yourself a favour, get your tickets to all of those things. Please help and support us uh, here at the podcast by uh, buying some beers from us online and uh, make sure that you support us by liking and subscribing to the podcast as well just to make sure that you never miss an episode. We've got a couple more of these Good Beer Week episodes lined up and then we're going to be over into our live online Meet the Brewers and live events uh, for May. Check out the Facebook events page, all sorts of things, and you'll be able to join us at other Good Beer Week events where we're not officially going, but we're going to be there and would love to meet you as well. Okay, with all of that said and a lot of spruiking done, uh, let's start the proper proceedings by talking with Steve Germain from Torboy and Moose. Well, here we are. We're looking forward to our second of our Good Beer Week super specials. Uh, We've got a whole lot of great interviews coming up with you today. And just like in our first super special, we're going to kick off with one of the breweries which is going to be featured at the Hair of the Dog Breakfast at Beer Deluxe, which I will be hosting and that I am so excited about, not the least of which is because it's a chance to get up to date with some old mates, long-time friends of the podcast, and today's example of that very thing is Steve from Tallboy and Moose. How are you, my friend? Uh, I'm very well, um, very relaxed. I've just come up, well, I'm, I'm sort of in the middle of some some leave, um, but had a, had a great week down the Great Ocean Road um, last week, which was pretty epic. Did a bit of surfing, and um, yeah, so feeling good. Well, that ties together nicely. Later on, I'll be able to segue to uh, the good people of Blackmans who are going to be on this episode as well. So that'll, that'll fit together in terms of our Great Ocean Road vibes. Mate, you, we point out numerous times you were one of the very first breweries that we ever had on the show all the way back in episode two or something like that. You've been on many times, so we encourage listeners to go back and check the archives if you want the full Tallboy and Moose story. But for people who are tuning in for the very first time, give us your, your very quick potted version of your origin story and where you are. Yeah, uh, so Tallboy Moose, we started as a brew pub in Preston, which is northern suburbs of Melbourne, Victoria, here in Australia. And um, we are co-founded by myself, uh, Steve Germain, Canadian, and Dan Hall. Um, he's, uh, he's a very, very tall person. <laughs> and, uh, the name, uh, my, my partner Alex came up with the name Tallboy and Moose, and we thought it was, we thought it was fun and catchy and um yeah so we started a brew pub in 2018 and um and 20 2016 <laughs> i can't remember a lot yeah. of ago. 16, um, 16 sounds more likely to me but i imagine yeah. you know your story better than i do 2016 um and um and since then we've grown quite a bit we now you know package quite a few of our beers into cans and sling them around to various parts around the country, mostly throughout Victoria. Um, and yeah, we love to brew beers with fun ingredients. And um, yeah, we, we just kind of like to have fun with it, but also make beers that are really easy drinking and, and fairly approachable. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the basics of what, we, what we're doing. Um, having said that, last time we were on the show, uh, I think we were talking about our ice block, which yes. is like, uh, 
five times ice distilled, pretty hardcore uh, beer. Um, but that's the exception. That was our, our COVID project beer. And, and most of our beers are, are pretty cruisy and, you know, grab a four pack and have a good time on the weekend or whenever, um, or at the brew pub uh, with mates, you know, having a couple pints. Well, we're going to be able to talk about both ends of uh, of the extremes that you uh, fit with today, aren't we? We're going to be able to talk about some of those fun ingredients and we're going to be able to talk about some of those super drinkable, super smashable beers because as part of Good Beer Week, you've got events that fit both those bills. But let's talk about what I'm excited about. I can't help myself. Let's talk the hair of the dog breakfast. Your first time being involved in that, am I right in saying? Yep. Yeah, it's the first one. Yeah, first one for us for Hair of the Dog. Um, I think it's been around pretty much since the start of Good Beer Week. Uh, I know. think it even precedes Good Beer Week. You know, yeah, you know right. if you wanted to be really uh, careful with your with your dates, but yeah. Yeah, an institution that's for for sure. Uh, yeah, so it'll be the first time for us, and we're pumped. Yeah, bringing bringing a couple of fun ones. Well. The food is always amazing. Talina, who's in the kitchens there at Beer Deluxe uh, in Fed Square, always manages to combine uh, a bit of a taste of the, the special elements from the beers into the uh, into the dishes they prepare. What things are you bringing and what, what challenges have you set Talina in terms of what uh, what's going to have to be included in the dishes? So this this also ties into the, the event that we're hosting at uh, our brewery, uh, the, our, our main event for Good Beer Week, and also our Gab's release. But we, we as, as a brewery, uh, as Tallboy and Moose, we decided to approach Good Beer Week generally with a theme. And that theme was having fun with some native ingredients. Um, it's something we've um, we've, you know, we've played with a few different native ingredients in the past. Um, and so basically the lineup of beers that we're putting forward for May is, is all around, uh, unique, interesting native ingredients. Um, and some of those native ingredients have a very, have a very culinary, you know, basis, I guess. A lot of, a lot of native, uh, bush foods, for example, you know, they're designed for eating, right? And, um, so the two beers for Hair of the Dog, are going to be um, a beer called Yabby Dabadoo. It's a Yabby Stout. I so love the concept. Like, I uh, really love the name as well. I've got to <laughs> say, you know, you always hook me with a good name. Thanks. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a riff off of the Oyster Stout, um, which is a bit of a classic. Um, and in this case, we're using uh, we're using. Yabbies uh, instead of oysters. Now you might uh, just just for, you know not everyone is Australian as you are, brother Steve. Uh, yep. For our overseas listeners, you might have to explain what a yabby actually is. A yabby is a crustacean um, that's unique to Australia. It's kind of like a crayfish, I guess, um, or a small lobster, maybe. Um, yeah, somewhere but, sort of scampy sized. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, I actually. I'm trying to think if I've ever actually eaten a yabby before. Um, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure that I have, um, but uh, yeah, they're a delicacy, um, definitely uh, super tasty. Um, you know, any anything in that in that area of yeah, sort of lobster um, is pretty tasty in my books. But um, as a country boy, we used to go yabbying all the time. That was like you know what we you know the the 
half the street, like literally, would pack off and go and find a dam somewhere out in the bush, go yabbying for the afternoon and bring back pots of yabbies. And are you like uh, trudging around, you know, just sticking your hands in the mud or are you uh, like skin diving or... Well, there were two ways. Traditionally, what you'd do is have the oldest, rankest bit of meat you could find, like you'd go to the butcher and buy some liver or something, and you'd tie that onto a bit of string and almost fish for them, wait until they grab onto it, and it's a fine art, then you've got to bring it in without them coming off. So you do that for the sport, and I think illegally, around the other side of the dam, someone would put in a couple of drop nets, like big nets with bait in them, and that ensured you actually had enough to eat by the end of the day. And then you spent the rest of the afternoon getting sunburnt and burning leeches off your legs. Sounds sounds like a good time. (laughs) It's genuinely what I spent much of my summers doing back when I was a boy. So um, I love the flavour and I can't wait to see how it works in the beer, but I can can already start to imagine. Yeah, it'll be... um... It'll be like a, a cruisy beer with a bit of weight to it. So this one's uh, 5.5%. Um, so it's not like a, a massive stout, but it will have a bit of weight and um, it should be good. Should be a great, um, should be a great food, food, food beer as well. Yeah. And as we've discussed many times on your previous visits to the show, I love your can art, but the the little decal, the little uh, yabby chappy uh, on this label um, might be my favourite ever. I think I think it's absolutely wonderful. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, for for anybody listening that wants to check it out, it should be uh, uh, when May rolls around. We'll, we're doing a full can release of this beer, so it will be fairly readily available at uh, good good beer stores near you. Um, but you can check it out on our website, on our online shop as well. Yeah, I, I don't know how, somehow the, the yabby, just think of a prawn or a lobster, as you say, somehow he looks happy about his lot in life, even though it's to end up in a, in a stout. Yeah, and he's wearing cool shades too. As well, part of the Australian summer. So tell us a little bit about what the, uh, what the event that you're hosting is going to be like. It's uh, on the... It's two sittings by the looks of it now, two sessions on yep. Saturday the 27th of May. Uh, yep. What can people expect if they come out to, uh, to that event? So it's, this is on theme. The event is called Seder Nat- Savor Native Flavor. And, um, and so what we're doing is we're hosting um, a few different breweries from around Australia, all relatively small um, uh, breweries from around the country. Um, and everybody's bringing a beer that is, um, you know, on theme. So everyone's brewing a beer um, that is going to be using a different uh, native ingredient. Um, so we've got some cool breweries on board. We've got Shapeshifter. Um, they're from Adelaide. Batch Brewing um, are from Sydney, as well as Frenchies. Um, we've got Reckless, who are from Bathurst. Yeah, we um, had them on the show recently. Really yeah. good fun. Um, apart from awesome. the fact that I'm plugging, go back and listen to the uh, to the podcast. And uh, a really tasting, a really cool tasting pack. We might still have a couple in our online store. And again, in talking about native ingredients, you know, sort of native kumquats and um, a whole lot of other really fun uh, native honey and other bits and pieces. Really good, interesting stuff. 
Yeah, cool. Yeah, the 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 reason. So so our connection to Reckless is um, Stephen and Anne Marie. Um, they're they're uh, they're brewers, and they used to work for us originally, starting um, working for us behind the bar as bartenders. And um, they're a couple. They met at Tallboy Moose, uh, working there, and they're both uh, um, working for Reckless now, um, which is sort of a fun fun connection um, that we've got with those guys. Um, and the last brewery that's going to be part of our event, um, Nade, uh, Saber Native Flavor, is Last Rites. So they're from Tassie, and um, yeah, that should be that should be heaps of fun. Um, so we're everybody's bringing. Um, some varying styles using different um, native bush foods or native ingredients. Um, one of the other beers that you'll see at that event and also um, that we're bringing to Hair of the Dog is uh, is called Ursa Minor, and that is an Australian amber that we've brewed with um, lemon aspen. Um, mm. that's, that's an ingredient that uh, we've never used in the brewery before, and yeah, it should be should be pretty fun. So um, and again, for people, you know, for our overseas listeners, what is the ingredient, and, and how are you going to how are you using it? Lemon aspen. I uh, I've actually I have very little understanding. Of, <laughs> of, um, I know that it yeah it comes you know on a tree. It's 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 meant to be quite citrusy as the as the you know. Um, the name would, you know, infer. Um, so yeah, I think they grow up in Queensland and, um, they are little tiny fruits. Um, and I believe they pack quite a bit of flavor. Um, and so we're, we're actually, yeah, using them for the first time. And it's going to be quite interesting, um, for, for a lot of our team to be tasting them for the first time. And, and, and for yourself, by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, you know, tasting the produce um, and trying to figure out the best way to integrate that. And, um, yeah, so so they're, they're, they're supposedly very tart and lemony. Um, they can be a little bit grapefruity. And, um, and yeah. Um, they, uh, it just, it, it, for, for us, the reason why we, I guess, took a punt on, on, on this one is we hadn't used them before. Um, we had, we found a supplier, um, that could get some for us and, um, and they sounded like a lot of fun. And at the end of the day, sort of citrus flavors are relatively safe. I guess, uh, when it comes to making beers, we've done a lot of different beers with different kinds of citrus. And so, um, yeah, we, we've used lemon myrtle and we've used, um, um, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, what are those little lime finger lime? Yeah. Yeah. Used finger lime a couple times and lemon myrtle a couple times. So we were, a little bit comfortable with the space and um, thought we'd have a crack with lemon aspen. Awesome. Look, it, that sounds like a, another super fun beer, but also both, obviously, the hair of the dog breakfast. People have been hearing me spruik this for ages now. But your event, $39, I think, to get in the door. Yeah. Um, you get eight different beers, glasses of. 
Uh, yeah, take, According yeah, to the website, get, anyway? Yeah, you get a glass. Yeah, so it's 150 mil pour um, of all of the beers. Yeah, so you get to try everything. Yeah. That's, I've got to say, really good value. So hopefully people get around and, and support that. You've got one other event, though, or you, the brewery at least is participating in one more that I can't, that I can't help but be excited about because it's right in my wheelhouse. The Ale and Air Air Guitar Showdown at Heartbreaker. Uh, what can, what yeah. can you tell us about that? For, and, and explain again for people who haven't listened to Warren and I talk about Heartbreaker, which is one of our favourite joints in the city. What can people be expecting if they rock up on the 27th of May at Heartbreaker? Yeah, so Heartbreaker is uh, a classic, I guess you could call it a dive bar. Absolutely, um, in the best possible way. Yeah, um, and they always have good beer on tap. And um, and so basically, yeah, it's a, it's an air guitar showdown, which uh, is, if you've ever seen um, the World Air Guitar Championships, uh, maybe online, I think they're held in Scandinavia. Uh, that's kind of what we're going for. And so um, that will be the main event i suppose is is people competing in this uh air guitar uh competition and putting on their best effort um i think that there's two stages uh well, well two two elements to the event one is people performing to their own song of choice and then one where they're performing to a specific song um so they're all it's sort of like a level playing field for everybody um and then, um, yeah, we're brewing a special limited release beer for the event. Um, it's going to be, I don't know, if, are we allowed to talk about what, what it will be? It's going to be... Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you are. I'm, I'm always out for a scoop. Yeah, so it'll be a, a pretty... Um, a, a, a pretty malt-forward uh, red ale and... Um, and and that's in collaboration with the bar team um, there at Heartbreaker. And, um, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So it'll have a little bit of weight to it. Also in the mid-fives, uh, so five and a bit percent. Um, and that one's got some oats, uh, dark crystal malt in Munich, um, giving it, you know, that malt complexity and a little bit of weight. Um, and it should be should be cool. That sounds very smashable, mate. You make uh, you make beers in that sort of realm so well. Um, having it on tap there at Heartbreaker and a whole afternoon's worth of entertainment sounds like a very good deal to me. Totally. And, um, yeah, I was kind of – I don't know if I'm allowed to get involved. I was really looking forward to <laughs> doing some, some epic air guitar stuff, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm allowed. Uh, well, who would say you're not allowed to? Well, I was, I was talking to the guys just, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be allowed to win because, you know, we're like the brewery there putting on the event with Heartbreaker. That's like cheating, you know. Maybe I'm allowed to go do it for fun anyways. I'd be, if you're not allowed to do it for fun, I'll go down there and have a word <laughs> to them because uh, I, not only do I love the idea of you having fun, I want to see you doing that, particularly if you, if you go and get your slash wig or something like that just so you really look the part for the afternoon. 
Yeah, I, I got some air guitar moves in my back pocket, so this is, you know, the right place to go unleash, I reckon. I, I don't doubt that for a minute. In fact, I, I think that the craft beer community in Melbourne might have a, quite a few people uh, who have some air guitar moves tucked away in their back pocket, so hopefully it's one that the uh, the whole group, the whole lot of, uh, of Melbourne can come along and support. Um, mate, for people who want to keep up to date with the Torboy and Moose story, what are the socials that people should be looking out for? Um, so main main ones are Instagram and Facebook at Tallboy Moose. Um, if you want to keep up to date, um, obviously our website, you know, is also updated regularly, and our online store in particular with new releases that have just come out, um, and you know, new merch stuff like that. But um, yeah, if you check out our Instagram and Facebook, um, you'll see what's happening at the Brew Pub, what's on, you know, events that are coming up, stuff like that. It's uh, it's a really awesome uh, Instagram feed and so forth that you have because there's just so many great images, so many great labels, so many fun things to be involved in. Um, I can't wait to see you in the flesh. I hope you're going to be able to stick around after your presentation at the Hair of the Dog Breakfast and uh, chat with the other brewers, chat with the crowd who'll be along and enjoy a few brews with us all. Definitely will do. It'll be, yeah, it sounds like heaps of fun. I'm stoked um, to be involved and can't wait for it. It, um yeah, it's going to be a blast. Absolutely. Thanks for your time today, mate. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing both yourself and all the listeners down at Beer Deluxe on Friday the 26th. Cheers, guys. See you soon. Here we are. We're going to be joined now in our uh, Good Beer Week Super Spectacular number two by Chloe from Burnley Brewing, very much firm family friends of the podcast. Uh, every October, it feels like we get you guys on in one way, shape or form. Uh, if people want to listen, and why wouldn't they, to the full Burnley story, uh, encourage you to go back and listen to episode 152 or 107. And I feel like there might be some other ones out there as well. But, uh, Probably. But we go back and interesting to see how things have changed over time. But welcome back to the show, Chloe. Thanks for having me. Now, for all those listeners who live such busy pack lives that they can't go back and listen to those previous episodes, can you give us the potted history of Burnley, when you guys started and um, where you, you know, what the story is in 2023? Sure. So um, we started in 2017 now. I think if you do go back and listen to those episodes, you can just hear the youth leaving my body as time progresses. <laughs> but we started in 2017 with a brewery and restaurant in Richmond um, and production facility in Dandenong. Um we came back from Germany to help open Burnley, so there's always been like a Euro-centric focus on the lagers and beers. Um, my partner and I have a special interest in brewing beers that nobody particularly wants, so we do. <laughs> <laughs> so we love focusing on kind of lagers and German beers that for us have a really, really cool personal um, link to, and then we kind of like sharing them with everyone in Melbourne here. Um, but, yeah, Burnley's kind of evolved to be a monster that is kind of just <laughs> hang, hanging a, in. A happy monster, a happy, yes. much-loved monster. Yes, exactly, yeah. Awesome. Look, we, we love, as you know, uh, here at the core of the years that you produce, we love doing Oktoberfest events with you, uh, and so there's plenty of talk about the German origins and German nature of your, of your beers and brewery. Uh, so if anyone wants to go back and check them out, you'll learn heaps and heaps and heaps 
and you'll get to listen in to the story of how that brewery has evolved over time. You also you learn wanna... like, so you also learn some information about us that you probably don't even know. Like Michael's parents are always there. Our dogs are always there. Um, you can see into our house pretty well because we normally do them from home. So <laughs> you get to know some deep personal information. Absolutely, you do, and I know from having done five events with you in the past as well, you guys are very generous with your willingness to tell stories both about yourselves <laughs> and also explain the brewing process, uh, yeah. which is really important. Is that the kind of thing you're going to be doing at the Terminus in uh, Clifton Hill on Friday the 26th of May, he said yeah, in the, so uh, the details? The beer that we're taking to this one from um, like what we're currently thinking we're going to take, because obviously... Um, we do like to plan out, but not to be, if the venue needs something else, obviously we're happy to accommodate, but the beer that we're thinking about taking is the next, um, beer in our brewer series release. So it's a coffee brown lager that one of our very talented brewers, Ben has, um, looked up and it's, we took it to Juicy Fest and it went really, really well there. So we've done like a full, um, full, we're going to do a full release of it. So if you miss it at the Terminus, we'll be releasing it with Beer Mash at the start of Drinking Mushroom May, June. Um, so there will be another chance to get it, um, but it will be fresh, fre- kegged fresh almost the day before or two days before, so it will be really, really incredible. Um, he's got the coffee from A Coffee, I've, if I remember correctly, and it's just going to be really, really nice, super smashable, very Melbourne. Um, so hopefully, with respects, it's shit weather because it'll do really, really well in bad weather. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a soup. I'm hoping for a lot of rain and a lot of people have like maybe just broken up long-term relationships so we can get in. <laughs> we can get in on them. Well, from from reading the Terminus website, this is all going to take place in their beer garden. So, <laughs> well, I did find an umbrella the other day that changes colour when it gets wet, so I'd be keen to test that out. Either way, either way, it's going to be a good night. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite, quite intrigued by that, but let's not, let's not delve into Umbrella Talk. That's a different podcast <laughs> I do. I feel like whenever we get you guys on, we talk about sandwiches for half an hour rather than Dude, beer. Dude, I had about... the best sandwich the other day. I was going to send you a photo. Um, <laughs> but the beer garden in Terminus is really, really cool. I do um, often get um, surprised whenever I walk in because it's such a cool building, but you do forget how um, great that back there is. It's a great, it's a great venue, and um, not just great. Burnley beers on tap there for that night. Uh, there's going to be I'm stomping so sorry. ground. Daisy's just got in the toilet. Let me just get her to stop. Okay, there's no stopping that dog. Sorry, apologies. That's all right. It's. Um, I feel like one day we'll do instead of a good beer week episode, we'll just knit together all of the dogs that come on the podcast. Because in the last in the last episode, or it might even be this one, depending on how I edit things, um, Bingo from Co-Conspirators was conspicuous. Yes, uh, I'm this. so envious because my stepbrothers met Bingo and I haven't. But I, um, I'm pushing for a dog show at our tap room where I'm the judge and I just base um, winners off who I want to pat. So um, <laughs> I'll let you know. Well... Lionel, um, one of my English setters, will be more than happy to come along and attend. Yeah, you've got beautiful dogs, so they would definitely win a prize. Either, like, biggest eye ratio to head ratio, they'd be in for a win with that, or, like, longest is that you'd want to wrap yourself in. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. 
long as you want to you want to wrap yourself in it, I'm not sure. Let's let's move on to uh, as I said, lots of great breweries uh, at the terminus. It's going to be a ripper event. Get along to that one. Obviously, check out the Good Beer Week website if you want to find out how uh, how to get along. So that's Friday, the 26th of May. Yeah. Like a whole lot of other great, it feels like Friday the 26th of May and the Sunday the 21st are going to be full of fun things. But come along to the Hair of the Dog breakfast at Beer Deluxe in the morning with me and then head out to the Terminus on the Friday night. On Monday the 22nd, you guys are going to be at Fancy Hank's. Tell poor old Heinrich from Sweden who, or Norway, wherever he listens in from these days, who has no idea what a Fancy Hank's is, the story of Fancy Hank's and what you're going to be able to get if you go along there on the uh, on the Monday night. So Monday, this is actually one that I'm um, – we do something with Fancy Hank in Good Heavens every year. They're just incredible to work with. Um, and this is kind of like the um, the end game of all the collabs that we've done before. So bringing back the Peach IPA um, – We've got the Tropicana Sour, which are my favourite beers we've ever done. We've got a chocolate milk stout brewed just for the event, and then we've got a plum Berliner as well. They were all kegged only, super, super small batches, brewed down in Richmond. Um, the Tropicana Sour is probably one of the best sours we've done, I would say comfortably, in about two and a half years. Um, so it's all going to be matched with food um, put on by the very talented Fancy Hank team there. Have you gone there before? I have. I'm, I am a very, I have followed Fancy Hanks around many venues over the, yeah. over the years. So. Incredible. Like the food, the building, I love their restaurant. Their restaurant itself is one of my favourite buildings in Melbourne. It's so cool. Um, and the rooftop as well that leads into Good Heavens is personally one of my favourites um, in Melbourne. It's just really good for people watching. By people watching, I mean people judging. So it's going to be <laughs> All, all um, paired with um, incredible food from that team. So I'm personally very, very excited about that one. It looks fantastic. I think Fancy Hanks is undergoing another expansion. I think yes. Little Bird told me that upstairs in Burke Street, for those who are from Melbourne who want to get along, a great inner city location, and it looks like they're getting bigger and bigger. It looks amazing. I can't believe, A, that the team would, like Mike would have, this man's married and he runs marathons weekly or some shit like that, and he wants to expand. Like, sir, do you not have enough on your plate as it is? So I'm not 100% sure who hurt him, but he's expanding next door, yes. It's, that's going to be super exciting and a great venue to get along to. Yeah. I've got to say, there's not much, oh, I say not much else. I'm not sure what else is on on that Monday, but that, is probably a really good one to get along to because there's Definitely. not that many other events on. Also, for 100 bucks, it's such good value for money. Um, yeah, such good value for money. The only one that I realised I don't think is on the website is a, another event that we're doing on the Tuesday with Hopscotch. So ah, have, no, tell us about this. It's not on the website. Is this a secret underground event? Exclusive shit. Um so we're doing four taps with hopscotch. There will be more um, of a mix of like, so we'll definitely have our bites and have a incredible lager that I'm yet to be determined what I'm going to take there. And we might have a couple of other yet to be released beers there, maybe Cal's Eco Beer, which is an incredible orange wit. 
Um, but it's just out of hopscotch, and I think it's more uh, designed to be kind of pink boots adjacent. So if you've ever wanted to get into the brewing industry as a female, we'll have our female brewers there. Um, we'll have a couple of other people from the tap room in case you've ever wanted to ask questions to somebody who's a female in the industry currently but not have to attend um, a pink or, or if you're too daunted to attend a pink boots event this is kind of just like dipping your toe in the water of um of asking questions so if there's any any time you've ever wanted to ask a question come and address them to the two talented brewers i'll be being, bringing with me who are becky and wheezy um both love a chat both love a cat meme so bring a cat meme and a question <laughs> <laughs> That, now, is that a ticketed event or is it just a rock up? I think it's a rock up. What you want? Yes, yeah, so rock up as it is. Um, I haven't been to hopscotch in, hopscotch in years, so I'm excited to go back, actually. It sounds like very good fun. Uh, it could well be that I can sneak down there after council on a Tuesday night. So. Hell, yeah. I know you said council there, but my brain heard counselling. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> We love a king who takes care of his mental health. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely can't tell you how many times I say to someone, you know, I'm, I'm on council at Melbourne City, you know, Melbourne City Council, a type of thing, and they look at me, knowing me, as though this is not a man who should be offering counselling to everyone, <laughs> anyone. And, and then I then I politely explain, no, I'm an elected councillor, and they look even more worried. So I'm really sure. <laughs> I love that. Enough about my life. Look, we've, there's three great events there. Get along and support Burnley. Get along to support those great venues. If people want to follow the Burnley story, where should they go on the socials? Um, we've got Instagram, which is just Burnley Brewing, and then we've got TikTok, because we don't respect our own privacy, which is Burnley Brewing, and Facebook. Admittedly, Facebook usage has dropped off because I lost the password. I don't know how to reset it. So that's kind of dropped off. Uh, my vibe um but honestly i think the best way to kind of understand burnley is to listen to your podcast like with michael and i were always open about how much we love doing yours and i think they're the best example of kind of understanding the thinking behind us as a brand and a business and even how michael and i exist in life together so <laughs> i would strongly suggest uh listening to those ones because they're really good episodes in my humble opinion they are yeah, thank you for the plug but they are great episodes of course the other thing people can do is rock up to the venue so oh, yes that's right we, we haven't actually plugged that fact so tell people where they can find you physically um so we are located on six oh hold on six four eight i almost had a seizure then trying to remember those numbers bridge road in <laughs> Brisbane, and we're actually next door because we've expanded next door to more of like an events um space so if you're into footy we, we blast the footy every night and that is where i want my dog show to be um <laughs> so six four eight bridge road we're brewing there weekly now as well so if you've wanted ever wanted to see a stripped down version of the brewing come down um the brewer won't be stripped, but the process is quite small. And they'll just um, be wrapped in soft, soft doggies. Yeah, <laughs> <BYA> doggies. <laughs> oh, that content would be mint. Um, and then we also have a full kitchen, incredible tap room staff, uh, trivia on there. We've got a drag bingo coming up that we're super excited about. Um, and some other stuff that I know the team's going to be really mad that I forgot about. But definitely just head down to the, the venue. It's a very, very cool venue. 
It is. It's, uh, it's always, I try to engineer it each time you guys come on the show that I actually have to go down there to pick up some beer. Just <laughs> one of my little rituals. Um, Chloe, thanks for your time today, and we look forward to seeing you at those events and back on the podcast again very soon. Sure. Just say, say, say the day and I'm there, bad. Well, I hope you're enjoying episode 174 of The Cool Room, the second of our Good Beer Week Spectacular. If you are, please subscribe to the podcast. It's a great way to help us out uh, with just a simple click of the button. You can make sure that you never miss one of our episodes, and we don't ever want you to miss them. Uh, please do that, and that way you can enjoy some of our previous episodes as well with the likes of co-conspirators and Blackmans. They're the next two breweries we're going to be talking to. Uh, the audio quality for the Blackmans one, probably not up at the absolute peak of level that we would hope, uh, but that's what happens when you interview brewers in their breweries. So uh, some really great chat in that one, and I hope that you'll persist with a little bit of the background noise of the brewery operating in the background, uh, and make sure you tune in uh, for future episodes as we talk to more brewers about their Good Beer Week plans and feel free to send us an email at callroompodcast at gmail.com suggesting breweries and venues, for that matter, that you'd like to hear from. And next up today, we're joined by Jackie from Co-Conspirators. Uh, I was normally in these little sessions, I've been checking out and reading out the episode numbers that previous breweries <laughs> have appeared on. I, when I say I can't be bothered for you, it's not because... I, uh, I don't love you and want to put effort into our online, you know, Zoomy relationship, but it's because there are so many times that you guys have been on. Mm -hmm. Go back and check the archives if you want to know more about co-conspirators. But, well, if that was perfect timing, because what I was going to mention... Perfect timing! <laughs> I was going to mention that it's not just Jackie at her end of Zoom today. We've got pretty much the whole set of co-conspirators. Yeah, it's a crazy day we're packing, we're packing out today, so the whole, the whole gang's around, so you may hear people in the background um, chatting. People. Was that, was that a person I just heard? Oh, well, she's kind of a person in our family. Um, Bingo's around. I think she's even featured on the, uh, on a cool room podcast. I think on the grand final day event where we, I think we, she was only like, a, um, we've only had her for a month old or something and she kept on barking in that, oh, that's um, right. in that podcast as well. So that's just tradition, but she'll, she'll settle on a sec. Now, for people who, for whatever reason, because they live in Norway or they've never drunk a craft beer until last week or because they've just found this wonderful podcast because we're doing all of these Good Beer Week special little vignettes, give us the basic story of where co-conspirators are, as in where your venue is, and the origin stories. Well, um, the brew pub is based in Brunswick, in Victoria, um, and we started in 2016 as a gypsy brewer. Um, and, uh, in 20, and so there's four of us within the business. There's, um, myself and my partner, Tim, Maggie and Dion. And, uh, we have, um, gypsies brewed most of our existence up until the end of 2021, where we brew, uh, where our brew pub opened in Brunswick and we have a small brewery on site. Um, 24 taps soon to, or 25 taps soon to be 26 taps. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Absolutely. Um, 
Sorry? Absolutely, we will. I'm yes, excited to absolutely. hear that. And, um, yes, yeah, so that's a, the really sweet and shortened version. We're a fully independent, family-owned um, establishment. And, uh, yeah, and uh, we are open um, in Brunswick from Wednesday to Sundays. And you have a big lineup of well-known beers around uh, around that we are around Melbourne. We we know and love those, but English style beers are not really what jumps into mind first and foremost when I think <laughs> of you guys. Um, no. <laughs> why why this direction? Um, and are they going to be English style beers, or are we just talking English pub style things? Well, um. Well, I guess we, we probably the reason why the English style beers is that we've got an English Good Beer Week event coming up, um, and it's called Spilling the Tea, and um, it's really based on our venue manager Joanna, who's who who is English, uh, who developed the idea of this event, and um, basically stemming off that we wanted to install a hand a hand-pulled tap at the venue. That's kind of where it started. And um, we noticed that in Melbourne there's not many venues, even near our venue, that has that style of beer um, being poured. So we thought it was a was a really good idea to, to do, that, do something like that. And we did a few English-style beers last year that sold really well in the wholesale market as well as the brew pub. So um, that's kind of where it sort of started from. So we've got... Um, we've got this, uh, this tap going in shortly, uh, and we're, st- we're brewing a few of these English style beers, um, to go on tap. Um, the first one go- going to be on would be a ESB. Um, and then coming from the Good Beer Week event, we've got a English IPA and a brown ale to come, uh, as part of this event. That sounds like a really fun lineup. All three beers are going to be available then on the day. Yes, they will be. And what is the day? It's um, the Spilling the Tea event. So it's an English degustation event. <laughs> Mackie's just Mackie's behind me. doing the right thing and holding that up. Holding up the signage behind me. So um, 20, 24th of May, am I right in saying? That's correct. The Wednesday of Good Beer Week. And um, it's really a, a very easygoing um, sort of sell a degustation um, event and uh, we uh, Joe is matching um, English style food with um, with beers and we're doing it in collaboration with um, Pie Thief who we have um, Pie Thief pies available at the brew pub um, all the time anyway but they're doing some specialty um, pastries for the event uh, I believe they're looking at doing some Cornish pasties and sausage rolls and those sorts of things um, Joe's looking at importing some um, English style snacks that you can't really get here in Australia. Um, we're getting some, um, going to have English style cheese and, and um, yeah. English she's, style kind of, weather inside the venue? Just, oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. You know, um, just like what, you know, when they, have, they make those sort of special setups for the pipes when they're filming a, you know, a movie, just to have a torrential downpour. You can set up <laughs> one of those over in the corner. Brew pub mini climate. Um, <laughs> Pockets of water of people. Yeah, there are pockets of water of people. Um, so yeah, that's kind of um, the the sort of the the event that we that we're organising. 
Um, and and yeah. 50 bucks a ticket, which I've got to say in Good Beer Week is a really accessible price point. Well, that's good. Thanks so much for saying that. Um, we've got – we're almost sold out of the event. There is still tickets available. There's not many left, so um, getting quick. Absolutely, and, and I see as well that you're included uh, in the list of people who are going to be turning up to the Terminus One Night King Stand. We are. Well, Maggie's doing that one, uh, that event. Uh, so, yes. Maggie's waving think- in the background. It's just it's <laughs> perfect podcasting. It's, you know. Just- <laughs> My pro. Now, 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 does that mean that, you know, you're going to be doing the traditional keg stand, you know, with, you know, doing the, the upside down on the keg as people drink it or just that it's just a night where brewers will be out at the terminus in Clifton Hill and available for a chat with people when they come in and have the beer? I, I haven't signed any waivers to be allowed to do any handstands or acrobatics <laughs> at the event, but there's still time for them to send them over. So <laughs> You clearly haven't signed anything that says you're not doing that either. That's the more worrying component of, of that particular bit of the story. I'll, I'll definitely be probably flexing my jaw and talking it up to people and spreading the good word about co-conspirators to all the punters at that event. So looking forward to catching up with everyone after a few years of Good Beer Week down here in Melbourne. Looking forward to getting back out and saying hi to all the punters. <laughs> Look, it should be excellent fun. And, Jackie, I know because you and I caught up for a beer the other night at the wonderful Flemington and Kensington Bowling Club where we have done many events together over the years. We might have something in the works on that one. We'll leave that aside for the moment. But what other things have you got coming up in the next couple of months that people can be looking forward to? Because, by golly, you're going to be getting your kilometres up. (laughs) Yeah, we are. I mean, I I wanted to also add to the Terminus event that we actually had won that event one year um, with Butcher Red IPA. It was, would, would have been our first or our second uh, second year of operation. I can't remember. It was probably 2017. We probably won that probably. that um, that event for Good Beer Week. So that was very exciting. Oh, I didn't realise there was a, a competition component to it. There is a competition component. You get your beer on tap for three months at the Termi. So that's... Well, it's very, very um, competitive for the brewers, so hopefully we can we can take it out again this year. Absolutely. I didn't, well, that makes it all that little bit more exciting. There's a range of brewers there that will be well-known to listeners of the podcast. I think we can now every single brewery that's going to be there. Ah, no, Stomp, Stomping Ground is the only one that we miss out on out of all the brewers that are going to be there. Gee, we've been around for far too long. Tell us which... <laughs> Tell us which other events you've got coming up, though. You're travelling interstate, you're travelling up yes. the country. What's on the what's on the cards for CoCon fans who want to track you down? Well, um, we have been invited to Darker Days this year, so we're very we're looking forward to doing that uh, with with um, with Bryce uh, and also Supramensa was there, and um, we are also going to be One Drop there and La Serene, so we're very excited to be involved in that event. We are also going to be, I think I can announce this, I think it's coming out soon anyway, so if it's a bit early, oh well. It's Um, the 4.14pm scoop on a Monday afternoon before a public (laughs) holiday, you know. Um, We're going to Adelaide Beer and Brewer for the first time this year, so um, it's exciting we are doing a collaborative beer for that, beer, that event, but I can't say any more than that. Uh, it is a very exciting project that we're working on, so you'll be able to hear more about that over the next few few weeks. Um, and we're the only Victorian brewery that are doing that. Um, there's 
um, this collaborative brew. Um, a lot of um, there every so there's a brewery from pretty much every state that's getting involved in this um, collaboration with the festival. Um, we're also doing a few more little events, um, part of Good Beer Week and and that week of celebration. Uh, we're doing a women in beer. Um, a tap takeover at Hopscotch in South Bank, um, which is on the Monday, the 23rd of May. Um, and we're also doing um, the Brunswick Brewery Crawl um, with Inner North and Foreigner Brewing. Um, that's a, an official Good Beer Week event. Oh, like, I missed that one. That Your name didn't come up when I Googled that on oh. their website. Now, what does that <laughs> So um, we are doing a collaborative brewed, brew with um, Inner North and Foreigner. And you can get your tickets, and it starts off at Inner North, a few drinks there, come to us, a few drinks here, and then head out to um, uh, to Foreigner Brewing for the end of the brewery tour. So it's just the three brewery, breweries, and that's on the Friday, the 20, is it the 24th of May, which is the Friday Friday during the day. So um, so that's that event as well. So there's a few things going on during Good Beer Week that we've got planned. That is a bonkersly busy schedule that you've set yourselves. You're lucky that there's four or five of you, depending on how many people we're going to count. If Bingo has to go out and run events solo, then so be it. I think we always say every year, we're not going to do too much, and then we end up doing too much. But that's um, that's the way it is. And I think it's better now that sort of Good Beer Week and Gabs are sort of separated, um, we could fit in a few more little little events during a week. The phrase sort of separated is right, uh, but we know that, um, <laughs> that there's a bit of overlap there. And you're you're going along to Gabs as well, I believe. With some, yes, some... we are. Here we are. We're um, doing the three days. Gabs, we, I'm just having a stand for, for Melbourne only, um, but our, our Gabs beer will be at all three. Yeah, and I'm not sure whether you're at a stage yet where you're willing to share what the theme yeah, of the stand all... is. Yes, yes, yes. We 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 we're um, doing. Uh, so the beer is called the Lover, and it's a. I have to get make sure all the adjuncts are right. It's a salted caramel, choc, soy sauce, ice cream stout, pastry stout, ice cream stout, ice cream stout. That's the style of beer. Right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what we're doing, um, and that's with collaboration with Kenny Lover Ice Cream in Thornbury, which we also have available at the brew pub. Um, so you can get beer flavored ice cream, uh, beer flavored ice cream at the brew pub. Um, and kid friendly. And kid friendly. So um, the style of our booth this year is going to be sort of seventies um, ice cream shop style. Um, so, uh, we'll have four beers on tap, including our Gab's beer at our stand. Um, and we're doing some ice cream floats. Um, so. And yeah. are you aware, are you aware of what the debate topic is at Fixation for their great beer debate this year? No. Well, you see, I've got a little bit of an insight there because in the last of our, uh, Good Beer Week Super Specials, we had a chat to our mate Tom Delmont from, um, Fixation. They've got a few different topics they're going to be discussing, but one of them is, should the word ice cream be included in any beer name? <laughs> Don't get us involved in that conversation. Uh, so I was, I was going to say, I reckon you might just want to, you know, you know, put on the false nose and the big trench coat and the hat and something, <laughs> sneak in up the back and just hand a few of your beers around while no one's looking at that at that event. Oh, uh, I guess you know it's 
It's in collaboration with an ice cream company. I mean, it's a pastry stout, but why not call it an ice cream stout? It's 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 based on one of their ice creams, the flavors of the of the beer. So. Oh, I'm not taking sides. I'm just stoking the controversy. I just, you know, that's that's what I'm here for. Switzerland. Yeah. Totally. I don't know. Switzerland, but much more provocative. Like, imagine Switzerland if all of the cuckoo clocks were aiming out of the country and poked people <laughs> in joining countries in the eye on the hour every hour. That's – I quite like that analogy, actually. I'm going to hang on to that one. Um <laughs> Guys, look, always great to have a, a quick little chat. Uh, always great to come and visit the brewery. Remind us of the address and remind us of your socials so that people can follow the co-conspirators story and make sure they don't miss out on seeing you at any of those events that you've got coming up. Yeah, we're based at 377 Victoria Street, Brunswick. Come and see us from Wednesday to Sunday, uh, closed Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, and our socials we have too, so co-conspirators beer, or co-conspirators underscore brew pub. Excellent. Jackie, good to talk with you. Maggie, good to talk with you. Dion, we didn't hear from you, but a big shout-out to he's you gone. in the background. <laughs> he's gone. I, he's yeah. gone. We won't ask you to kick bingo because we know that bingo is a nice little pat for bingo and no, and no jumping up. Thank you for taking some time to chat with us, and we look forward to many more fun collaborations with co-conspirators in the years to come. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. Take care. Well, here we are. We're continuing our Good Beer Week Super Specials. This will be coming out as episode number two. Uh, we're uh, really excited to have returning to the podcast after many, many previous visits, the team from Blackman's Brewery. Boys, how are you this morning? How are things down in sunny Geelong and related suburbs? It's good, thanks, DJ. Yeah, no, it is actually a lovely day down here, which is nice. Good beer weather. A lovely day for the Anzac Day break we had yesterday. We're just sitting in the brewery at Grofale, so hopefully there won't be too much brewery noise in the background. But, um, yeah. Excellent. What a beautiful brewery it is too. I, uh, I was down visiting you a couple of Friday nights ago uh, and had an excellent time, but we do have one family complaint. On behalf of the 11-year-old, I need to ask, what's happened to the ping-pong table? Ping pong table, yes. Now, unfortunately, it does come back here and there for the occasional intergalactic ping pong tournament, which was one of our GABS events a couple of years ago. But our venue manager has replaced it for uh, for a table to get more bums on seats. Sorry, Blake. So, yeah. It's it's outrageous. The, uh, the the music was great. The food was great. The beers, of course, were absolutely cracking. But the lack of ping pong did cause some family dissent. I'm sure he filled his, sand, his shoes with sand, though. Probably <laughs> a bit big for that now. We, we do have some new developments happening in the kids' area at Blackman's uh, Grovedale site in the near future. So. Excellent. I'll get you guys just to keep leaning into that microphone so that we can hear you nice and clearly. For, for people who haven't been lucky enough to be introduced to the Blackman story before, first of all, go back and check out episode 80 of the podcast where you guys were on for an extended visit. But give us the two-minute potted version of when and where Blackman started and when and where you are now, because the empire continues to grow. All right, I'll, I'll get that one. So Blackman's was established um, nearly nine years ago in June in 2014 um, at our original site in Torquay, um, started by Red and Jess Blackman. The original sort of goal to 
to brew some beers and have a hole in the wall type of bar and get the beer to the people. And look, from then it, um, it's, it's grown quite substantially. We're now sitting in our, our sort of third venue where we, it's our second production brewery that opened in August 2021. We've still run our site, still brew out in Torquay um, daily. We've also got another site um, in Ocean Grove. It's a burger bar, tap house with 16 taps. Um, look, we've gone from strength to strength over the last couple of years. Paul, Paul joined uh, me and the sales team a couple of years ago, and then we've got another another Melbourne-based rep, Greg, that takes care of stuff in the city in the southeast. So we're all out there um, selling the good beers, and we've had a, had a good time over the, the nine years. We do have a nine-year sort of birthday event coming up, and a special nine-year beer coming up in, in June, so that'll be good. But yeah, we're just... Um, making the good beers and getting them to the people. Well, you certainly are making the good beers. Uh, there were some delightful things on the uh, on the taps when I was down at Brogdale. Um, a couple of big black IPA, or a big black IPA, and a, I think it was a Galaxy single malt, single hop um, as well, tasting absolutely top-notch. What's, what's on tap down there at the moment? You've got about 15 taps or something like that? You must have been in recently because they are some pretty fresh uh, limited releases. Those two you mentioned, the Paradise City Black IPA and the uh, Galaxy Fresh Smash. Uh, yeah, so what's on tap at the moment? We also will have this baby here, our ice cream IPA and oat cream hazy IPA. Now I've got I've, I've got to, I've got to interrupt you there because in the same episode as uh, this podcast will be appearing, we've also got co-conspirators on, and they were talking ice cream uh, IPAs and ice cream beers around Gabs. We had Tom Delmont from Fixation on in the last episode, and he was saying that for his great IPA debate at Fixation, the topic one of the topics is going to be should the word ice cream be associated with beer. I'm guessing I've got the uh, the answer that from you guys as to where you think the answer for that. We, we put a bit of vanilla in that one as well, just so it would tie in, and it was quite interesting result because it's the first oak cream IPA that we've ever released, and we released it in tandem with that Paradise City Black IPA that you said, and we um, we were all a big fan of the Black IPAs and the big sort of stuff with the nice strong sort of bitterness to hold, hold up the backbone of the beer. But we did sort of, we know that the ice cream beers are super popular with the, you know, the uh, crew that like large format cans and they've been a pretty hypey style for the last few years. And then interestingly enough, the black IPA sold out prior to the ice cream. So maybe we're seeing some of these these sort of uh, creamy boys and girls that come to IPAs with lower bitterness and, and high sweetness maybe are coming around to, to something that um, we'd, we'd probably rather make a drink more of. So it's good. Well, rest assured that um, I got some black IPA to take away. I got some of that Galaxy to take away. I also got a bit of smoked porter because I'm a traditionalist and can never come down without grabbing some of that as well. So, uh, terrific lineup of beers that were there at, at Grovedale when I visited. But is that the kind of lineup that people can expect at the family dinner on the Surf Coast, which is one of the events that you guys have coming up for Good Beer Week? What's going to be on offer there? Yeah, so the, we do have a couple of events at our uh, production brewery. So that one you just mentioned, the Blackman's Family Dinner, um, is on at Torquay, uh, at our original home, on Friday the 26th of May. 
I, I love it when I love it when the breweries actually know when their events are. That hasn't been universal amongst all of the breweries that I've spoken to for these podcasts. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, you'll get a get a chance to really dive into some of that history that Luke mentioned from the last nine years. And most people who have had a Blackman's beer would have, would know our beers have have names, and and those names are, are Blackman's family members. So we proudly want to showcase our heritage beers and, and our uh, Blackman's family member beers at the family dinner event and you'll hear it from uh, from Ren himself talking about these family members, who they are and um, yeah and, and obviously about the, the flavour profile of the beer itself um, yeah, that's a great way to I guess go back to the grassroots and and um, where, where things started from essentially and I think maybe with how We've seen a bit of a shift in, in people's buying habits as well, going back to maybe cool range beers. And uh, and it's not lost on us that there's that, but also the fact that we know the stories and, and it's just a good opportunity for us to take stock and, and retell those stories now and, um, yeah, get get the brand out there a bit more. So have a bit of fun, a bit of a, a campfire environment, um, something to eat, uh, a bit of live music. So... Yeah, should be a nice, relaxing event. Now, will the family members themselves be attending, or do you get better stories if they're not in the room? Most of the family members now, we've got all the different core beers. There's two surviving family members, um, both live over in the UK. So Ernie, Ernie's 93 now, um, and then his wife, Patsy. So Arthur and Reginald and Bob, um, they've all left the, the mortal coil, but they, their legacy lives on in in great beers. Um, so that's what we sort of wanted to do with this event, was tell those stories and sort of invite everyone to come and meet the Blackman's family. I know that when I sort of first, uh, we used to have those stories on the menus, and when I first, before I started working for Blackman's, I remember walking in and looking down, oh, what's Ernie and what's Reg? And once I actually sort of um, engaged with those stories, it sort of sort of made sense that there is a, you know, there's a legacy component to the Blackman's beer age. So it'll be good to sort of share that. Except they're ripper stories. We won't tell them here so that people can come and hear them in the flesh uh, on the 26th. Tickets are obviously available for that one on the Good Beer Week website. So make sure you get onto the website. Just type in Blackman's uh, in the search and you'll come up with, with that event. And you'll also come up with the Beer and Cheese Festival in Geelong. Now, yeah. again, when I was down the other day, I thought I'd better go along and check out Splatters just so that I can, uh-huh. I can learn and I walked in, I had a ripper night down there because it was 80s television trivia, cheese going around on the cheese train, delicious beer, ready to be drunk. So this is a, this is a fun one. Tell us a bit about what you've got planned with the good people of Splatters Cheese yes, Emporium. We teamed up with Joe and the team at Splatters um, when she opened. So she opened during COVID. Um, she's been involved in cheese at different farmers markets and stuff for quite some time and they found during that period that they had a really good sort of customer base, direct-to-customer base with cheese, and then Splatters was kind of born. That's the first sort of cheese bar. And for those that haven't been there, it's it's similar to a sushi train. You can sit there and different types of um, artisanal cheeses come around on the, on the uh, cheese train, and you can just pick them as you go. And, you know, they, they um, pair them up with a great range of beers and local wines. And we, we've done a beer versus cheese event uh, probably five or six years ago now, and I mean, beer and wine 
drinkers will probably revolt when I hear this, but often beer can be a better pairing. And it, I mean, there's nothing, you know, a good, a good cheese with an IPA or something, sort of one of my favourite things to do. So we're going to sh- shoot down to Splatters for the day on Sunday the 21st. Um, we're going to, yeah, we're going to sort of go head to head with some great beers and some cheeses, some goat's cheeses. A bunch of different local producers will be there. There might even be a goat there on the day. Um, there's also going to be music and a bunch of stuff happening all day. So, um, that'll be exciting. And then Splatters are actually, they're opening, they're opening a Melbourne venue shortly. So it's a, for everyone down there in Melbourne that can't make it, you'll be able to sort of, uh, get those sort of cheese experiences in the big smoke soon. It's a, are you able to reveal which beers you're going to be taking along? And um, the other question is, will they have the green ant-covered cheese, which is one of the ones that I had uh, when I visited. Green ants and lemon myrtle on a chervre. It was an absolutely cracking cheese when I was down there. We're actually catching up with Joe tomorrow, so then we'll establish what cheeses that we've got going on. And um, we're actually going to do that event here at Grovedale. It's not at Splatters, so you can check out Splatters some other time. But um, there'll be nice classes <laughs> as well. So. Well, a, a really good excuse to come and visit the Grovedale venue uh, and really good that you undermined my previous compliments to you about knowing when and where things were going to happen. So good, good to see <laughs> you're back on, on Brewery Point for that. Um, it should be really fun and obviously one way that you can find out what cheeses will be coming and what beers will be on offer is to be on the Blackman's socials. So, guys, how do people find your socials if they want to stay up to date with the Blackman's story? Um, it's all pretty simple. It's all the same. So it's just at Blackman's Brewery. Um, and then if it's website.com.au, but that's the handle for Instagram. Um, so that's our website. That's Instagram and that's Facebook. And... Yeah, you'll find all the information on there um, for our events. Um, also got, uh, you can shop our beers online as well. Um, if you're looking for some of our beers, you can you can grab those via the website as well. Um, you can pre-order limited release beers via the website. Um, if you're keen to be first to grab some new, new beer. Um, yeah, we'll be showcasing beer of the month as well. So there's always something to look out for. We're always pretty active on the new beer front as well as uh, on the events front. So, yeah, just Blackman's Brewery is the handle. Outstanding. You've done some excellent spruiking and promotion there. Of, I think absolutely everything you could. Thank you for taking the time to join us. We're joining you uh, live from the brewery today. So there's people are wondering there's a few brewery sounds in the background. They're not the sound of a toilet being flushed or anything like that. It's, it's legitimate brewery sounds. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to jump on the Cool Room podcast with us. Uh, You're thanks, welcome, Jay. You're welcome. Good to chat. <laughs>